Chapter 1 Hong Kong, June 1940 There was a distant rumble, and the close-cut grass trembled under her feet. Then the horses were in front of her. The shock of the noise and speed was astonishing every time. There was a thrill to it. What if one of those sweating, immoderately muscled creatures strayed by just a few feet? It would be upon her right there, where she stood next to the flimsy wooden railings. Stevie caught sight of her own wrist. So fragile, those little bones, so easy to break. And then the last hooves threw up the final pieces of mud and were gone. A few blades of trampled grass fell through the air. She had lost, and she didn't like it. The ironically named Happy Valley Racetrack was a despicable place, really. There was no excuse. It wasn't as if she didn't have enough vices already, though on the scale of her current degeneracy, a spot of small-time gambling hardly counted. She ripped her ticket into pieces and threw it on the ground to join the other torn dreams, the confetti of disappointment. I thought you were giving it up. Declan McKenna, the unruly Irish journalist, whom Stevie had first met at some cocktail thing at the Astor House Hotel in Shanghai, pushed through the crowd, smiling in delight at finding her. He was built for survival in the turf-gathering swamps of Western Ireland, his stocky torso and huge hands not well suited to sitting behind a desk and typing. She hadn't known he was in Hong Kong, but Declan's travels never surprised her. Oh, I have. I'm here for strictly professional reasons. You're buying a horse? I'm fearlessly reporting back to my loyal readers at home from the most dangerous place in Hong Kong. He laughed, his generous mouth widening even further. The swagger of a slickly made-up Chinese girl caught his eye as she wove through the press of mostly Chinese men, and Stevie smiled to herself at the ease with which he had been distracted. She knew that as the only non-Oriental woman down here, away from the stands, she was conspicuous. Her short, dark hair did not particularly distinguish her, but the breeziness of her cotton dress and her lack of lipstick, gloves, and a hat did. The Europeans and Americans, as a rule, stuck to the safety of the stands, where their wallets were less vulnerable to the pickpockets, if not to the bookies. There was little love lost between the disparate communities, here on this strange anomaly of an island, but winning and losing was, as ever, a truly efficient leveller. Declan returned his attention to her, the laugh still in his eyes, which seemed permanently on the verge of an insolent wink. Stevie was reminded that he had come a long way from home, too. She leaned towards him, frowning. I want to understand one thing, though. What makes them run, these horses? Declan shrugged, amused by her, but wary also. Her voice was light, her American accent tempered by the years abroad. Want to know my bet? It's for the hell of it. That's why they run. You got that from the horse's mouth, did you? Shaking her head in acknowledgement of how feeble the joke was, she said, I know that's why I would. Run, I mean. And smiling, she turned away. He stopped her. Need a lift back into Central? I wangled a car on expenses. No, I'm all right. More than all right, I'd say. She accepted the compliment with no comment, 
but broadened her smile. Emboldened, he tried again. Can't even tempt you to a whiskey soda at the peninsula? No, sir, not tonight. That boyfriend of yours keeping you in lockdown? She laughed. He knows better than to try. There was a slight movement in the crush of people around them, and Declan caught sight of a slender, high-cheekboned Chinese man in a very fine linen suit heading towards them. He sighed and gestured in his direction. Talk of the devil. Stevie turned, and to her great surprise, she saw Declan was right. Jisang never normally came to the racetrack. He hated the ubiquitous hawkers and the spitting, shouting pun.